Hi, I'm Paul Maxwell, content strategist at Tively, and today we're going to talk about how to keep up with the way that churches are changing and church growth is changing rapidly. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient and powerful for the kingdom of God. So people's reasons for visiting a church, right? Becoming members, engaging with that church's events and ministries are changing as fast as the internet can change them, right? Which is very fast. Religious nuns are growing, right? People who are are self-declared religiously unaffiliated, right? The demography of the United States is shifting very quickly. Reaching people in your community and persuading them to walk into the front doors of your church and plug into your community is not as simple as building a good, uh, uh, rather a good reputation with the local uh, people in your in your community and praying for the best, right? Now, church planners and their networks are utilizing advanced insights from startup culture, consumer psychology, organizational growth models to make their growth as rapid as rapid and and as predictable and as scientific as possible. And in an era when these tactics are becoming sort of stock and trade for new church planners, new initiatives need to think more creatively in a more data-driven way and do more research and establish a more optimized growth strategy than what would have worked maybe even in the early 2000s, right? Things are changing that rapidly, which is why it's important for us to look at the ways that the church growth movement is changing and how churches of all sizes and shapes and ages can draw on those strategies. So number one, build your church's digital infrastructure. This is one of the most neglected things old churches uh, do, right? You need a church management software for your organization. Just a fact. The days of Excel are looking more and more like the days of pen and paper, right? Don't haggle together 10 different pieces of software, subscription systems to manage your church, There are many weaknesses to this approach, foremost of which is the fact that all that manual data entry can't be analyzed and it costs time, right? How will you use Google Docs, Excel, or some other software not designed specifically for churches to get a real-time sense of the actual health of your church with granular data that you can recall in an analytics dashboard, right? You can't unless you use something like Tively CHMS. This is a data-rich, highly usable tool for churches to manage their members and extract critical data related to attendance, giving, participation, volunteer work, children's check-in, right? Use technology that enables your church to scale upward, not technology that requires more manual labor from you or your church staff or your volunteers to grow, right? This is a key, rather, uh, I would say a critical decision when implementing a growth mindset in your church leadership culture. So, Digital is the future, and mobile is even more the future, right? It's no coincidence that Timely CHMS system syncs perfectly with a fully custom app for your church that members can use to register for events, tithe digitally, take sermon notes, live stream your church, and so many more things through your app synced with your CHMS, right? The first thing you need to do if you want to lead a church that still exists in 100 years is get Timely CHMS. Number two, go all in on localized digital advertising. Okay, that may sound like a lot and that may be very alien to you, but Google currently offers a $10,000 per month ad credit for qualifying nonprofits. Use it. Create engaging ads for people searching churches near me in Google in your area, right? Harness the power of big tech to get people walking through the doors of your church and capture those members with Tively CHMS, put them in a funnel, get them integrated into your church. There's an entire industry right now devoted to helping churches get the greatest number of visitors from Facebook ads, right? Tap into these tools and see them for the investment that they really are. Don't let your church growth suffer because of the shallow learning curve that digital marketing tools require. It's shallow. It's not so bad. Your church will grow. Your giving will grow. The cost is small. 
and failing to use these tools. Even more mind is mind boggling uh, when when Google is giving away ten thousand dollars in monthly ad credit. Right. So apply for that right now and uh, and do what you need to do to qualify uh, for that credit, because that ten thousand dollar ad credit that you don't pay a cent for translates into a lot of fundraising capital. Number three, don't be afraid to think like a marketer. Okay, I understand this is a weird mindset shift, right? People tend not to like marketers and they don't like to think of themselves as marketers even more. They don't like the idea of being pushed into a buying decision, but that's just it. It's not that they don't like marketers. They don't like bad marketers, right? If a marketer is coming off as pushy, then that person is a bad marketer, right? Now let's look at the other side of marketing and how it can actually apply to your church, right? The feeling you get when you look at like a beautiful Christmas tree in a mall plaza, right? Just hold on to that feeling for a second. Try to conjure it in your imagination. We'll try another one. The gratitude you feel when you see an ad that meets your needs perfectly. Oh man, yes, that's perfect. I need that, right? That experience of watching a new movie trailer you've been waiting for for years. Yes, it's finally coming out. It's not coming out for three years, but I finally get to see the logo, right? That's good marketing. Marketing isn't about pushing people to do things they don't want to do. Marketing is about getting the right tools and the right products in the hands of the right people. And as a pastor, you need to aspire to be a good marketer. Brand your church. Use the latest digital tools to build your email list. Get out in front of people. Become a recognized entity in your community. Even better, become the go-to resource in your community for people not only looking for a church home, but looking for certain diaconal ministries, right? like Alcoholics Anonymous or Homeless Soup Kitchen, all of those things, your church can be the hub. Number four, don't be afraid to think like a salesman. Oh, even worse than marketing, right? Sales. But on top of, on top of marketing actually is sales because it's a closer point of contact to the actual individual. This is a one-on-one boots on the ground mindset, okay? You don't see any conversation as wasted. That's what it means to be a salesman. You see everyone in need of church because everyone is in need of the gospel. The apostle Paul was a salesman right? Timothy was a salesman. If you really believe in the mission and vision of your church, and you should if you're a church leader, then you should be selling that to the pain points of your community. You should be seeking to get as much face time as possible with people outside of your church. Every moment you spend in your office sending in-house emails to everybody on your church staff is a lost opportunity to get out and grow your church, right? If you're a pastor, the growth and size of your church falls back on you. The most direct way to take ownership for that is once you've got all your marketing and branding and sales ducks in a row, get hustling on that sales side of your church, right? Get as many legitimate one-on-one conversations with people as possible. Then you build those relationships. You nurture those relationships. You invest in your community. You get people in the doors and then you cultivate care for that community. And then most of the people you serve won't even need to be invited. But when you do invite them, the decision will be a no-brainer for them. But that moment of invitation can never meaningfully happen if you aren't building that social capital in your community to add relational credibility, which earns you the right to, to, to invite people, right? If the closest Starbucks to your church, those if you're not a regular there or the closest coffee shop, you should be. You're doing something wrong. Number five, understand what industry you're really in. So Andy Stanley once accurately said that, in one sense, churches are in the events industry. And and and, and he's right about that. If, if the production value of your Sunday service is an afterthought for you as a pastor, that you that, that that's a big problem that is handicapping your growth. But the higher your production quality, the better your initial product offering is in the minds of your visitors. More than that, 
the quality of your weekly event will be taken as indicative of how you conduct the rest of your business as a church. So um, <laughs> kind of a funny thing, a, a spy novel I was reading recently featured this undercover agent, right, who was trained with a strict set of rules, uh, guidelines for life that, that, that guided and directed his lifestyle and every mission he went on. And this is one of those rules. How you do anything is how you do everything. How you do your church service as an event will serve as a broadcast signal for every visitor there about the level of professionalism your church leadership team aims to bring to the table. So for this reason, your event deserves detailed planning, afterthought, or rather forethought, and a substantial portion of your church budget. Number six, double down on the felt need that your church is meeting. Articulate this felt need. The first thing you have to do is say, what are we doing as a church, right? You should be able to articulate the felt need you're aiming to resolve. Have the elevator pitch for your church ready to go. Make it as deep and compelling and suited to your local community as possible. Number seven, treat other churches as co-laborers, not competition. Now, there's thin ice here because in one sense, uh, church member acquisition is a zero-sum game geographically, but it's much deeper than that. And collaboration is a tide that raises all ships. So you'll get more people walking through the door by getting to know other church leadership teams in your area than you will by isolating yourself, okay? Word of mouth is the most powerful marketing force you could have working for your church. So maybe the members of other churches, maybe they don't come to your church on Sunday, but they participate in your service projects on weekdays or in your youth group, right? Or in your fun nights or in your dinners or in your men's breakfasts or in your women's Bible studies, right? Maybe those members don't become your members, but their kids join and, and they become members when they grow up and then they have kids, right? Maybe those members don't become your members, but maybe they do. And it's always better to be a known quantity than an unknown quantity in your local community. You don't want to have a, a, a reputation for self-isolation, right? That speaks to, that's a red flag of toxicity for a church's culture, right? Double down on generous interchurch partnerships and you will see growth happen like it was magic. Develop a reputation for being a connector and a collaborator. Meet the needs of other pastors in your area and you'll have a deep network of friends who will send many people to your church with a high commendation, right? Other pastors, this is, this is one of the best things you can get from other pastors and church leaders. Other pastors will be able to tell you about little tips and tricks, right? Of all the store owners, the business people, the powerful families, the needy families, the charities, the community politics, and more importantly, how they affect your church. By developing deep, abiding, positive relationships with other pastors in your area, you knock like 20 years off the learning curve of planting in your community. You couldn't ask for a better marketing infrastructure in place in your local community than the kind that you could only get by collaborating with other pastors willingly, generously, and proactively. So if you follow these principles, you will soon break out of kind of like that survival mindset as a church and soon break through to a thriving mindset that enables you to realistically and optimistically uh, 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 see meaningful church growth happen in your community in whatever categories make sense for your particular church. So remember these seven rules and start working through how you might implement them with your church leadership team to, or rather in, your church growth strategy. Remember, number one, build your church's digital infrastructure by getting Tithely CHMS. Better yet, Tithely All Access. Just go to Tithely.com, click on pricing, you'll see it all there. Number two, go all in on localized digital advertising. Number three, 
Don't be afraid to think like a marketer. Number four, don't be afraid to think like a salesman. Number five, understand what industry you're in, which is really a member forward event industry, which translates into high production value for user acquisition. Number six, double down on the felt need of your church, uh, that your church is meeting in your community rather. And number seven, treat other churches as co-laborers, not competition. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.